This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 66. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my uh, listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I will be talking about at the tail end of this episode. So this week... We are going to be covering the latest news and rumors from the big four camera manufacturers. Let's do this. All right. First up, two new EOS M camera bodies coming in the second half of 2020. Now, this article is coming from CanonRumors.com as of today, April 8th. He has been told that Canon will address the EOS M lineup in the second half of 2020. The Canon EOS R5 and R6 will be the first to get announced and begin shipping before an EOS M camera announcement arrives. A Canon EOS M50 Mark II would make sense, but the second EOS M camera remains a little bit of a mystery. Uh, Canon Rumors is told that Canon will be announcing more prime lenses for the EOS M mount in the second half of 2020 as well. And he does also mention, please take into consideration that these plans may be affected by the global current pandemic and that there will be more to come down the road. Now, this is exciting news, especially for the folks that are um, utilizing the Canon EOS M, which is Canon's APS-C mirrorless platform that they've been making for a number of years now. Now, a lot of people thought that maybe when Canon released the uh, uh, EOS R and the RP, that maybe they were going to scrap the M APS-C mirrorless format, but they did not. They're still making them. They're planning on releasing more bodies, and it sounds like there's a good possibility that they're also going to announce some more lenses for this EF-M mount later on this year as well so we'll have to wait and see what happens but it does sound interesting especially for the folks that are into the eos m apsc mirrorless format next up stock notice canon eos 1dx mark 3 is currently available at adorama and the new key features on the eos 1dx mark 3 if you don't remember from previous episodes a new Digic X image processor with an ISO range of 100 to the digital snowstorm that's 102,400, expandable from ISO 50 to the super snowstorm of 819,200. Why in God's name anybody would want that much ISO range is beyond me. Those images would never be usable at that high of an ISO. Uh, another key feature is high-speed continuous shooting of up to 16 frames per second and up to 20 frames per second in live view with the AF and AE tracking. 4K60 with Canon Log, 10-bit 422 and 5.5K raw video internal recording, enhanced operating controls, built-in Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth, and GPS technology. IPTC tags can be applied with a compatible mobile device or PC connection and impressive durability, including dust and weather resistance, of course. Now, 
You wouldn't expect this to have anything other than enhanced dust and weather resistance, being it is Canon's flagship DSLR that's used by a lot of your big sports shooters, uh, you know, especially the folks that are covering things like the Olympics. Now, at the moment, with everything that's going on in the world, we don't know if the 2020 Tokyo Games are going to happen or not. The last I had heard is the IOC chairman had said that they have a little bit of time to feel things out. Uh, they don't need to make a decision right yet. They've got a couple of months before they get to the make it or break it deadline. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Olympic Games. Next up, patent for Canon RF 85mm f1.8 macro, Canon RF 100mm f2.8, and Canon EF-M 100mm f2. A new patent showing three different mirrorless optical formulas have been uncovered by Canon News. The first is the Canon RF 85 f1.8 macro with a focal length of 84.05mm, f number 1.86, half angle 14.44 degrees, image height 21.64 millimeters, full length is 100.02 millimeters, and a BF of 14.64 millimeters. Next up is the Canon RF 100 f2.8, focal length 101.03 millimeters, f number is 2.88 Half angle view is 12.09 degrees, image height 21.64 millimeters, full length of lens 130.45 millimeters, and a BF of 18.70 millimeters. And the third new patent is for a Canon EF-M 100 millimeter f2, focal length 96.24 millimeters, f number 2.06, half angle of view 8.08 .08 degrees, Image height 13.66 millimeters, because remember, this is an APS-C lens. Full length is 115.28 millimeters and a BF of 14.96 millimeters. So again, this is exciting. I was wondering if there was any possibility that Canon was going to release an 85 uh, 1.8 equivalent in the R mount, because I have the 85mm f1.8 USM gold band lens for the EF mount now, and I love that lens. I would like to have an L85mm, but they're just too cost prohibitive, so I haven't gone that route. And now there's not much point in buying the 85mm L EF mount, because then you got to use an adapter with it. I'm trying to get shifted over to native RF glass. So we'll have to see if that does come true and what the price point will be on that. But if it's reasonably priced like the EF gold band model is, I'll definitely be jumping on that bad boy. Next up, Canon EOS 1DX Mark III firmware version 1.1.0. Canon has released this new firmware, incorporates the following enhancements and fixes. The option to capture full HD movies and 4K UHD movies at 23.98p frame rate has been added. The communication speed has been improved when connected via wired LAN. The browser remote function has been added. The function to transfer only protected images has been added. Corrects the phenomenon in which when the electronic level is set to show in the viewfinder display, in rare cases, the camera may freeze when operating the AF on button or the shutter button. And also corrects the phenomenon in which the custom shooting mode settings may change when the shooting mode is switched. 
So this is a big one. I do remember, if you remember, I talked about in a previous episode how there were some issues when the electronic level was enabled, uh, set to show in the viewfinder, it would cause the freezing issues and Canon recommended as a workaround for the time being to hide the electronic level. This firmware update fixes that issue so you can use your electronic level once again. And I'll include a link to the firmware in the show notes for this episode so that you can download it if you have a 1DX Mark III. Canon Cinema EOS C300 Mark III appears in Canon's product lineup. Now, this is as of April 6, 2020. The Canon Cinema EOS C300 Mark III we've been reporting about for the last couple of weeks has shown up in Canon's product list along with a new CN-E 10-25mm cinema lens. Below is some Canon Cinema EOS C300 Mark III specs that are information that we had previously reported at Canon Rumors. Canon Cinema EOS C300 Mark III information most likely will be called the C300 Mark III, almost 100% confirmed on that. It has the same body as the C500 Mark II and uses the same accessories. Just as the C500 Mark II, it has the same optical axis as the C200 and C700 cameras, so the bridge plates, shoulder mounts, and rod supports are the same. It sports a 4K Super 35 sensor with the capability of recording 4K 120 without crop in Cinema Raw light format. It also has dual ISO function room recording an XF-AVC. It has an anamorphic de-squeeze function and false color built in for monitoring with the C300 MK2. You had to use an external monitor for these functions. New Super 35 sensor developed from scratch, 4K up to 120p with dual pixel AF 2K up to 150p. And the camera, this camera body will accept both EF and PL mount lenses. So that's exciting news for the folks that are using the Canon cinema cameras. It sounds like this new camera is going to be a real beast. And it's going to be probably the camera of choice for a lot of filmmakers. Definitely some very, very exciting news. Next up, Canon RF 85mm F2 IS STM is in the pipeline. Now, this is an older rumor from April 6th. Uh, Canon Rumors reports he has been told by an unknown source that Canon will announce an RF 85mm F2 IS STM in 2020. The same source claims that a whole line of F2 and F2.8 non-L prime lenses with IS are coming in the next 12 months. This same source mentions that the line of prime lenses will start at 18 millimeters and go up to 85 millimeters. This seems like pretty wishful thinking from his, from Canon Rumors' point of view, but he has been surprised before, he says. Take this one with a grain of salt until we can confirm the information above. So that's another interesting possible RF lens. We'll have to wait and see if this one does come true. <laughs> Next up, Peak Design is donating 100% of its new of its new travel tripod profits to coronavirus and climate change. Uh, the Peak Design travel tripod will launch uh, launched yesterday. I apologize, April 7th on uh, PeakDesign.com and through re uh, retailers worldwide such as Adorama and B&H in the U.S. Peak Design will donate all tripod profits from our first four days of sales to coronavirus relief and climate change. This applies to every PD travel tripod sold, direct or retail. 
On average, that's $120 per carbon fiber tripod, $70 per the aluminum model. Donation timelines Tuesday, April 7th through Friday, April 10th. The fund's recipients will be the CDC Foundation, supporting people, communities, and healthcare providers worldwide on the front line of coronavirus response, and climateneutral.org, helping businesses from all industries quickly and verifiably achieve carbon neutrality. And additional information on this can be found on the Peak Design Travel Tripod website, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Next up, Nikon released firmware update version 1.01 for the Nikkor Z24-70 f4s lens. And this uh, article is as of yesterday, April 7th. Uh, Today, Nikon released firmware update 1.01 for the Nikkor Z24-70 f4s lens with a single fix. Quote, Aperture control has been made more reliable by setting aperture to a medium diameter around f8 when the camera is turned off rather than close to the minimum diameter. The Nikkor Z24-70 f4s lens is currently selling for $997 at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon in the U.S. Next up, Fujifilm X100V JB Camera Designs Wooden Grip. JB Camera Designs has released their wooden grip for the Fujifilm X100V cameras. You can get it at the JB Camera Designs store, and I'll include a link to that store in the show notes. And you can order a Fujifilm X100V camera from B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. And I'll include this a link to this article in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> Iridient Developer 3.3.11 with Fujifilm X-T4 support has been released. Iridient Developer 3.3.11 for Mac OS has been released with support for the Fujifilm X-T4. Notable changes include Fujifilm X-T4 RAF support, including lossy compressed RAF, workaround implemented for crashing issues introduced with Mac OS 10.15.4 update, bug fix for sporadic crashes on Mac OS 10.7x, the Lightroom plugin now supports selection by non-raw JPEG, etc., images in Lightroom, making image selections easier for users shooting raw plus JPEG and using old versions of Lightroom that no longer support their cameras natively. Iridient Developer 3.3.11 can now be downloaded here, and I'll include a link to uh, to that in the show notes for this episode. And the full release notes link will be included as well. And that is it for Iridient development software. Okay, next up, top Fujifilm manager Toshi Aida talks Fujifilm X-T4, strong X-T4 pre-orders, how COVID-19 affects Fujifilm, GFX versus FF, anamorphic lenses, and more. Cinema 5D interviewed top Fujifilm manager Toshi Aeda. It's a 20-minute interview, which they recommend at Fuji Rumors you watch, but if you're in a hurry, here is what the manager says in a quick and practical summary. You can find the video below, and I'll include a link to the video in the show notes for this episode if you'd like to watch it. How COVID-19 affects Fujifilm. Toshi feels sorry for all those who lost their lives due to coronavirus. He wishes quick recovery to all those currently affected by COVID-19. 
He feels sorry with all the photographers who lost various jobs due to the virus. COVID-19 has a huge impact on the imaging industry. Also, the Olympics have been canceled. Okay, so I guess the Olympics have now been officially canceled. The virus is infecting Fuji, uh, affecting Fujifilm in many ways. COVID-19 has lots of impact on Fuji. For example, impact on the Chinese Fujifilm factory, shortage of components and lack of manpower, impact on demand for cameras. At the time the Chinese factory closed, beginning of February, Fujifilm was supposed to start production of Fujifilm X-T4. Luckily, the factory went back to normal still in February, but with some restrictions, but they quickly caught up. At the moment, Fujifilm does not worry about the manufacturing. Cinema 5D said they noticed some X-T4 samples made in China, others in Japan. The manager answered that all Fujifilm X-T4s are made just in China because they see such a big demand, and in order to meet such large demand, China is the best place to manufacture it. Due to the COVID-19 crisis, Fujifilm should be worried about the X-T4 being affected, but so far, X-T4 pre-orders are quite strong anyways. Customers are still willing to buy a good product. There are some logistic restrictions. Warehouses are not 100% operational. Shops are closed, but people still want to buy the camera. Fuji has not noticed X-T4 pre-orders being canceled due to COVID-19, and Fujifilm recommends the staff to work from home, but he still focuses on keeping the same speed in product innovation and development. On the Fujifilm X-T4, when asked why the X-T4 came only 1.5 years after the X-T3, uh, Toshi said that immediately after they launched X-T3, XT, they started getting such a positive feedback, but they also started getting requests for Ibris and a bigger battery, so Fuji thought they should respond to customer needs and request as quickly as, and needs and requests as quickly as possible. The question was only how quickly they could develop the new IBIS unit. They also developed a new mechanical shutter unit and a new battery. Once developed these three new things, smaller IBIS, bigger battery, new shutter unit, Fuji thought they now satisfied customer demands almost 100%, and they released the X-T4. They made the X-T3 even better in the 18 months. X-T3 will be continued to be manufactured and sold at more, a more affordable price point. The most challenging part in the development of the X-T4 was the IBIS unit that was even better than previous IBIS units. Also, new shutter unit was extremely challenging. On the Fujifilm GFX medium format system, when asked if they will make the, G the Fujifilm GFX system more affordable in order to be able to compete with full frame, Toshi says they made the, G the Fujifilm GFX 50R at a very attractive price point already, and response has been great. Fuji's ambition is always to make a Fujifilm GFX mainstream product. To make it mainstream, Fuji must work to make it more affordable, smaller, and lighter. And video functions and lenses, Fuji is a latecomer to the video world, probably just started with X-T3 to get serious. The Fujifilm X-T4 brings video to a higher level, and Fuji listens to what filmmakers need in terms of features, accessories, and so forth. Because Fuji was late a latecomer, they had to think, how can we differentiate ourselves from competition in an already crowded market? They differentiated with lenses, uh, the MK lenses, mainstream video lenses, and color reproduction. Fujifilm wants to expand also in video lenses. Fuji has lots of requests for anamorphic lenses, but, right, uh, but Fujifilm just introduced the Fujinon uh, Promista lenses and market reaction has been very positive. Fuji wants to continue their current projects 
before they look into anamorphic lenses, maybe in the future, but right now they're going to focus, uh, focus on their current projects and offerings. And that is it on that interview with Toshi uh, from Fuji Camera. Rumor, Tamron 70 to 180 millimeter FE will be released on May 14th for $1,199. This is coming from Sony Alpha Rumors. He can now confirm via multiple sources. Thank you all, he says. The Tamron 70 to 180 millimeter F2.8 US pre-orders will open on May 14th. Looks like pre-orders in Japan will open a bit earlier. The U.S. price will be $1,199. This means the price for the Tamron is 46% of what you pay for the Sony 70-200 f2.8 GM lens. And we know from the first review read here, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this, article, uh, for this episode, that the Tamron has super, uh, super optical quality. So yes, he's pretty sure this is going to be a killer lens. And then he asks, will you buy the new 1199 Tamron 70-180 to f2.8 FE lens? Yes or no? And you can vote in that poll that he has on the Sony Alpha Rumors website. Next up, rumor, Sony 12-24 f2.8 GM lens announcement will be delayed and lens price will be around $4,000. That's a high price tag, especially when you figure you can get the Sigma 14-24 to 24 2.8 DGDN Art in a Sony E-mount for $13.99. That's expensive. The same source who uh, correctly shared our first exclusive 20mm f1.8 FE lens rumor also shared new details on the future Sony 12-24 f2.8 lens. Quote, 12 to 24 GM announcement delayed by the coronavirus outbreak. The price could be around $4,000 US. Lens can be equipped with rear filter, maybe like the 400 2.8. The 12 to 24 GM lens was previously rumored to be announced in Q2. I guess it's no surprise the COVID outbreak has delayed the launch of this lens. What's impressive is the high price tag. $4,000 for a wide-angle lens is a lot. But from what I've heard, this is a superb quality lens, and surely the fact that it might have the same 400mm GM rear filter system makes this lens uh, clear, makes it clearly a lens for landscape pro photographers. For potential sources, if you know something and want to share it anonymously, you can use the contact information for Sony Alpha Rumors. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes for this episode. So if you do have any rumors or tips you can share with him, you can feel free to reach out. All right, and let's get on to the last bit of news and rumors for this week. Sony product announcement on April 20th at 9 a.m. PST, 12 p.m. EST. There will be a Sony product announce a series of sorry, a series of Sony product announcements on April 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. The press conference now has been rescheduled to the 20th from its previous date. Sony continues daily monitoring of the evolving situation around the spread of the novel coronavirus, which has seen an escalation globally and as such is taking various precautionary measures. As we place the utmost importance on safety and the well-being of our employees, partners, and industry colleagues, we support the difficult but important decision from National Association of Broadcasters show 2020 uh no to be no longer held in las vegas conference that they're no longer going to hold the conference in april of this year 
We are eager to share our innovations with the NAB communica- uh, community digitally via press conference time of 9 a.m. PST on Monday, April 20th, 2020. Sony would like to thank the community of innovators for their understanding and ongoing support during these challenging times. Our thoughts remain with those who are suffering from this tragedy. To stay updated, please follow at Sony Electronics and visit HTTPS pro.sony slash event dash NAB for future updates. All right. And that is going to wrap up everything for this week's episode uh, 66 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, but you can join by answering just one question. And that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself. You can put Liam or Liam Douglas. And I will, I have also opened it up so you can also give the name of any of the recent guests on the show over the last year, Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon, and the super talented model and actress, Miss Ellie Katz. So any of those would be acceptable as well. Once you're in the group, you can share your own original images. Please do not share other people's work, even if you have their permission. That will get you banned from the group. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode, and I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 67. Thank you.